Welcome to Keepers. We're a married couple who went to France for the 2019 World Cup, fell in love with women's soccer, so naturally when the pandemic hit, we started a fantasy league for the NWSL. This is our podcast. I'm Holly Wild. Follow me at Wild Woso. That's wild with an E. And I'm Jared Gilkerson. Find me at Jared underscore radio and follow us at Keepers Podcast. It's a recap show. First of its kind for Keepers. What's up? What's up? <laughs> um, some chilling has been had. Some games have been watched. Why? The, the, look, you know, literally within seconds of this podcast, Holly just shaking her head. Why the head shake? That was some a good intro. Has been had. Yeah. Why not? With an ing. Uh, sure. Today. Okay. Might be That's an right. apostrophe. <laughs> uh, tons of NWSL games this week, especially today, Sunday fun day of games. Um, I was a little annoyed last night, as you saw my confusion last night, where I was trying to retweet some rosters, and I was like, "What the hell? They haven't the wave. They haven't posted the roster yet." And then I soon realized that there were zero games on Saturday, which is kind of a bummer because we had such a good time Friday night watching the end of that Courage. Um, Who they play? Yeah, Thorns NWSL after dark. Oh yeah, it's pretty good. And then to have like a whole night off was a little jarring, but then today to have four games. It was kind of cool. It was technically like four games at once for like a second, but three games max. But uh, we thought, you know, usually we do a midweek show, like on a Tuesday or Wednesday, Thursday or Friday. But we thought, you know, life's been busy. And then we looked at the schedule. We're like, let's do a post-match, like, recap of how many games this week? It was like eight, seven, something like that. I think it was seven. Seven. Um, yeah. No? A lot of games. Yeah, I think it was seven. Either way. Oh, that was a good pin throw. So we thought there's a lot of games, so let's look back. And, you know, let's see who who the posers are and who the real fantasy players are because I'm kind of just, you know, we're at, the, we're at crunch time. Like, if, you're, if you have a team and you have a player that you're still iffy on, like, just make a move. Just make a trade. Get it done. Um, but uh, per usual, let's do some news. Um, the big story this week is the uh, McCall Zerboni, Madison Hammond drama. Um, so it was after a game last week. Um, McCall Zerboni was quoted. Um, if I can find it here, I had it. Now I, I'm really prepared now. Oh, there it is. Uh, just kidding. Um, so she was interviewed after the game, and uh, as you know, Madison Hammond is the only, I believe, Native American player in the league. And she took offense, and a lot of other people did too, to uh, Zerboni's comments. I'm sorry, I'm just, it's just loading still. Um, so uh, I can read, let's read um, Zerboni's quote first. So apologies, this is just a really slow computer right now. So it's just loading. Um, so... Uh, a reporter asked her a question, you know, about their attack and predictability and all this good stuff. And then so she was quoted, Zerboni, that is, I think there's a difference between experience and leadership. And there's a difference between playing a lot of years and being a winner. I think blending that all in and you've got to have enough Indians. There can't be too many chiefs. 
Um, obviously, that's a little dated. And so Madison Hammond had a, quite the response saying, this has to be acknowledged and is really important, not because I want to call out one person, but because it's indicative of how our larger culture continues to perpetuate harmful stereotypes about Native Americans and indigenous cultures. I've spoken with McCall, and I know she didn't intend harm, but phrases like too many chiefs, powwow, sitting Indian style, and many more are rooted in brutal racism and are still way too common in everyday lexicon. Um, she continues, as the only Native American in the NWSL, I want to start a necessary conversation because phrases like these make Native Americans feel othered, invisible, and prove there is a lack of understanding and respect for indigenous culture. They may seem harmless, but they're not. Um, Zerboni then responded saying, I'm sorry if anything I've said has offended anyone. The last thing I would ever want to do is hurt someone's feelings or make them feel unloved. If you knew me, you would know this. I've fallen short at this at, this at times, I'm sure, but my intent always led with heart, love. Uh, have a good night, y'all. And I'll uh, stop talking, but her last... Uh, her last post on social I saw was from August 5th. After time and more reflection, I realized my previous comments regarding my post-game remarks fell short. I've come to understand, regardless of my intention, any comment that perpetuates a racial stereotype is harmful and unacceptable. I'm sorry and promise to do better moving forward. Holly, <laughs> that was a lot. Well, we got there. I mean, we got there. It, it, it's, you know, it's... it's a, um. Madison Hammond is the the woman who started this conversation. Yes, started the social yeah, conversation. Yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure I had her name correct. Yes. Um. Yes. So that was very articulate. I think she encapsulated it perfectly. Like that's the argument in a nutshell of why you don't say shit like that. And you and I were talking about this a couple of days ago. And when I heard McCall's um, response, I was like, "Well, that's you know a non-apology." It's an opportunity just to be like, I'm sorry I said something was hurtful. I learned and I won't do it again. That's it. <laughs> it's just really all you got to say. And so I'm glad she got there in the end, but uh, you know, probably someone else wrote that second tweet for her, but you know, we got there. Um, but good for Madison Hammond for, you know, it sucks when you're the only one that is in the position to say the thing, but good for her for saying the thing i have a question yeah. this is just something i just thought about so i was just curious like there's a lot of social media back and forth and these players all know each other kind of and are familiar with each other is there and she's in in ham hammond said you know i've talked to her and all this stuff is there a place where all of this could be handled is it like hey zerboni's quoted and What's hammond both? just comes out and says you know, we've talked and then no one says anything on social media and it's just like they kind of put out statements and that's it. Or where is there, I don't is know. there like, I don't think so. Cause it seemed like too much. Like it seemed like, man, everyone's this to me, I fully support Madison Hammond. And I think Zerboni was way in the past. Like the fact that she'd even used the word like Indians, it just seems like, whoa, there's something missing there. Like, okay, like it's a, you're a little back in time with this comment. But it just felt like this all could have been handled. Like that's like so 2021 now. What's that? <laughs> yeah. Guardians. Cleveland changed their name to the Guardians this year. So like it's so last year to say Indians. Is yeah. That what you're saying? All yes. Right. It's true. But I just felt like this one just felt like it could have been all been handled like 90% offline. And then the two of them could have come out with something together. 
Uh, but maybe I mean, it has a bigger been impact. A, that might have been a nice way to do it. If you that. handle it offline and then you come out with a statement together, that's know. also a nice way to do it. But my interpretation is that like Hammond did the right thing all the way around, right? Like you talk to the person directly, like a person offline, which it sounds like she did. But there's this greater conversation where, you know, you if we don't talk about it and call it out and educate people about why something's not okay, then there's not going to be any sort of like cultural shift in the zeitgeist. That's true. That's true. And the so, only way to get your word out there that quickly. So is. I think perfect world, like you would handle it one-on-one -on -one with a person offline, but that's not the world we live in. And so there's a little bit of a responsibility to um, have a public conversation, I think. Okay. Noted. Um, so I'm glad they got that. At least it's not lingering. Like it's lingering, but it's like settled. Like they both like, Zerboni's like, yeah, I effed up. Madison's like, yeah, don't F up. Like there needs to be more attention to it. And there you go. I mean, Native Americans have been completely marginalized for a long time. So good. And she's the only one in the entire league. So I guess it is all on her shoulders. So I guess it's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Um. So Jess Fishlock's talking some smack about the broadcast qualities of games. Um. So she tweeted, now I know why the Twitch stream be twitching. <laughs> and she... Um, uh, did a side by side. Uh, so there's a there's a gentleman, Victor Areza. Uh, comparison of the midfield sideline cameras for an at MLS and at MUSL TV broadcast at the same stadium, and one's like a broadcast quality guys in a chair, huge swivel broadcast ca camera, and then the next, which is the um, the NWSL game, is a guy literally with a camera you could hold, you know, with both your what? hands. Yeah. So wait, if you're broadcasting in the same stadium, why aren't you using the same equipment? Well, well, that's huge because the MLS game is probably completely different. It's probably like ESPN or whoever Fox Sports, and the other one is Twitch. But it's so, a camera. You plug it into a thing. No, it doesn't belong to the stadium. Like that's brought in by trucks, oh, by okay, production okay, companies. Okay. All right, got but it. on a larger scale, like I'm glad players are seeing that and going. No wonder people are complaining about like wow. That's this absurd. just brings. More attention to, like, you and I were watching tonight and had some stuttering on Paramount+. Plus. Yeah, it's bad. And we, it was so refreshing when we were watching the CBS Sports uh, feed off of YouTube TV because it was like, ah, oh, this is what TV should look like. And live sports on a few of the streamers, like, I watch a lot of boxing. DAZN has been bad. Paramount Plus has been bad for soccer. Twitch is unwatchable. Like, the only time I watch Twitch is on my computer or iPad. Like, I won't watch it on on my television no it's terrible so i'm glad she spoke up you know we've had a few players speak up about this like be better like give us some more angles too because tonight we literally had like a handball potential handball or uh, a ball that went off someone's head and you couldn't even tell after three angles because they're just using a sideline cam yeah, for couldn't every see goal. the goal just put a goal put a camera inside the goal corner like permanently figure it out so or have someone down there with a phone and then just send them a clip so I'm glad Fishlock spoke up. Um, another big nugget was the Racing Louisville's Katie Lund. I got to give her a head. I got to give her a uh, a big clap for. So she tied the NWSL save record in the draw with Earl Rain earlier this week. Um, so they tied one to one. She had 12 saves in a single game. Katie Ooh. Lund coming up huge recently for Louisville, who's been great, which kind of leads us into this week. So we want to kind of look at all the games this week. Plethora of games. Since we're going to start there, we'll start there. Um, 
Louisville and O.L. Reigns started off uh, uh, a few days earlier, tying at 1-1. This would become a theme of O.L. Reigns looking strong, looking like the team that could be potentially a team to beat. Coming out hot in the first half. Yep. Um, but then getting a draw. So, I mean, what do you say here? Fishlock had a, a two minutes in. Fishlock to Rapino. You know, Rapino's back for an international break. Boom. But then Kristen Davis before halftime ties it up and then nothing in the second half. But you look at that game and it's 25 to 6 in shots and 11 to 1 on shots on goal, you know, and 9 to 2 in corners, 32 to 12 in crosses. You know, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. And we just saw it today. Let's talk about both. Let's just do it. O.L. Reign then lost to Houston today after dominating the first half. They lost 2 to 1. So O.L. Reign comes off of this week having people like Tobin Heath and Megan Rapino and Sofia Huerta and Jess Fishlock. And PTJ all in the field, yeah. and they Jordan have zero Heidewa, wins. Rose Lavelle, Quinn, Alana Cook, Sofia Huerta. No wins. One point. So I, I, this is my, I mean, I don't think my opinion has changed of OL Reign since last year. Like, their management strategy, I don't think it's good. They bring in a whole bunch of superstars, and they don't have any thought for team chemistry. Like, all of these people are amazing people. Oh, like since last year. But they, well, they did it last year too. They brought yeah. in a whole bunch of superstars and there was no team chemistry and they did the same effing thing this year and it's still not working just like it didn't work last year. And it's, it, you have to blend that, right? Like it's great to have, you know, if, you know, uh, an international feed of people and like a great brand that you can bring great people in um, and, you know, and to trade really well and to have this core team that's really great but if you don't, if you just put a whole bunch of superstars on the field and you don't pay attention to team chemistry, like it may or may not work. You know, it's yeah. not a guarantee. Like it, a, a whole bunch of talent is not a guarantee of victory. You have to understand how team chemistry works. And I just don't think they do. And that's all I got for you. Like, yeah, it's a bummer. It's a bummer because I think they're actually more of a, one of the better run franchises in the, in the league. When you look, it's like Portland's like head and shoulders above the rest. Like they've had a solid core forever and a system that still works. And right now I still think they're the best. And you and I were talking yesterday. Like that's the best team, especially after watching today. That's the best team in the league. But you look at other teams and you go, oh, man, the O.L. Reign have the consistency because of that O.L. Reign connection, the O.L. connection of bringing in these internationals. They have such a, such a good track record. And so I think they're like the team that just, like you're saying, they bring in stars and they, one year it's going to click and they're going to win with, I think they'll win a title some year, but you don't need, it's a lot of different stars. pieces. You need, like who else it's, is bringing you in need Kim a Little? Team that works to get, you need a team that, but did that matter? No, they yeah. have, have they won a game while she's been on the field? I don't know. One. Yeah. Against us. <laughs> against LA. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I still think they're the, a top but like three that's or four not run the, franchise. Like that's, their, that's their number one strategy. And that shouldn't be your number one strategy. Your number one strategy should be to put the best, the, the best team on the field, not in terms of individual talent, but in terms of, the way they work together. Yeah. But when it comes down to it right now, like with even all the hardship, if it's the playoffs right now, like aren't they in the top four teams that you're most worried about? Like it's, it's just guaranteed. 
It's guaranteed. I'm not worried. Houston's like third in the league right now. I'm still way more worried. I'd still much rather draw Houston in the playoffs than I would have rain, even though they beat them today. Just because of the talent. It's that ceiling. It's like they could blow up. Oh my God. But that's God. what I'm saying. Yeah, they they, they do have a higher ceiling. Yes. Like it, any any one of them could could like murder you on any given day. Any one of the people on this team. Yep. But Houston looking to be really well coached with their new coach. Like, on a tear they don't have a whole bunch of like you know global superstars you know they have daily and you know some other national team players but that really aren't as famous as she is but like like right now they're they're but they in, play better as a team right now they're literally in the sixth spot in the standings they're behind kansas city chicago houston san diego and portland i'm telling you right now if i draw kansas city or chicago or houston in the playoffs, I'd much rather draw one of them in the playoffs than O.L. Reign. Yeah, okay. It Fair. just would. And so... I'm just saying, I... Eh. The thing I like about them I think that, is I that think they're that the team that does that. we're all intimidated by the flash, not, not necessarily the, the output. That's what I like as a fan. Like, you and I are L.A. fans, but I put on that O.L. Reign game tonight because what was on the field. I was like, how okay. can I turn this off when I see Tobin Heath and Megan Rapinoe on the field at the same time? This is never going to happen again. It will not. And, we, and it was so commonplace. These are great outside forwards. Let's go. And now they're on the same team. I think by the end of the year, like, and Lavelle wasn't out there today. And I think by the end of the year, I still, I still really like them. Um, Fantasy-wise, though, let's, I want to talk about that real quick. Who's the best player on their team? Like, if right now, who's the best fantasy player on Noel Reign? Huerta. Okay, I'm going Rapino. Like, if I want one player on the team, it's Rapino, And I might be stretching. Not even Fishlock or PTJ? No. Wow. I'm seeing now they're clear of this international window. And honestly, like. They're just amazing. She's. Lavelle's been putting up points for me, too. Yeah. I mean, that's sitting kind of, out today that, didn't help. And she's been injury prone in the past. But Rapino literally played 180 minutes, I think, the last two games. And who knows, maybe she'll get a break. And I just picked her up literally minutes before the kick. But when I saw that they were putting her in the starting lineup on Tuesday. I couldn't pass it up. Couldn't pass it up. And I think she's the most valuable player, but I, I don't think you're wrong. I think either one of us, like, uh, I mean, you really can't be wrong there. Huerta's just amazing. So solid. You know, it's we're talking about two national team players. Well, I think she's the most valuable person on the team for fantasy for two reasons. One, because she's a monster. And two, because <laughs> she's head and shoulders better than anybody else on defense right now. And so if you have her for defense, like she's everybody, like, like you're dominating everybody. She's like the defense. Yeah. Um, I want to talk. I, I guess we can't talk every game, but I really want to talk about this Friday night game we watched against Portland and North Carolina. Let's do so it. So if you go through it, Smith and Weaver come out and score within the first 24 minutes of the game. And Courage looks dead. And as we know, the Courage has looked bad since the Challenge Cup. But then Ordonez comes out, pick it to Ordonez in the 61st minute, Williams to Ordonez in the 72nd minute. So they, they tie it up. But then Sophia Smith comes right back from one of your favorites, Olivia Moultrie. That's right. And then Jalen Daniels, everyone's least favorite player in the league in the 85th minute, ties it up and that's it. But I don't know what we're seeing here. I guess if you're talking on a league standpoint, it kind of worries me that like Portland's just giving up all these goals. But we're a fantasy show. So I want to talk right now about, obviously we know best player on Portland's Sophia Smith. Right. Who's the best fantasy player on The Courage? Who do you want right now? Like, 
And I think it's between two players. I think it's between uh, Dabinia or Ordonez. Uh, offensively. Mm, not, not talking. Careful with Ordonez. I know that she's been on fire. She's, on got, fire. she's put up she's <laughs> a brace and a brace. She put up 24 fantasy points and then 30 fantasy points, you know, in the last two weeks. However, Can we talk real quick. However, she's third in the league in goals. Right, because she scored four in the last two games. Unbelievable. Right. She's ahead of Pew. But look, how many looks is she going to get when Carolyn comes back on the field from the international break? Plenty now. I don't think so. I think this was like her moment. She capitalized on it. She might be a monster for the rest of the year, but she might not because of the offensive players that are still coming back. So I'm not going to put all my eggs in that basket. I did not put her on my new top nine. I put her like in the wings. They're desperate. They're in last place. They haven't won at home. They've given up 22 goals. They scored 20, which I love with a fantasy team. That's desperate. And they give up goals. Guess how many games they've played? Less than everybody else. 11. Yeah. Do you know how many games Portland, San Diego, and Houston? 14, 15, 14. They have so many games in hand. Four games at least. Like they're they're gonna have a ton of games more than anyone else at the fantasy back end here. And I think they keep riding with I, mean, or I don't know how you sit Ordonez. Like I know that you say when Carolyn comes back. But geez, and then Dabinia still scored 17 points this week. I looked at it. I have her on my roster, and I was like, she didn't score. There were six goals in a game, still heavily involved, 17 points. And I and I think I still I'm still picking Dabinia. Like if someone's offering me or damnus for Dabinia right now, I'm not I'm not doing it. But right. it's right there. Dabinia is still my number one, but Ordonez is I mean, she's gonna she's gonna should we let's just do this right now. All right. So earlier in the year we made like our top nine. And our top nine before the draft, offensively, no goalies, no defenders. Your top nine was in order: Rodman, Pugh, Morgan, Ashley Sanchez, Sophia Smith, Hatch, Press, Fishlock, Daly. Pretty strong. Yeah. Mine in order: Rodman, Smith, Pugh, Daly, Morgan, Dabinia, Fishlock, Press, Mewis, <laughs> which I'm regretting right now. So, looking at both our top nines, who's out? Like, I'm obviously. Presses, presses out. Right. I mean, my top six, you know, varying the order, but they're all still in, right? Rodman Pugh, Morgan Sanchez, okay. Smith, Hatch. Yeah. I'm keeping Hatch because... Oh, Hatch in the top nine. Whatever. She, yeah. I mean, she's back from the international break. She's back from injury. She came in for, I don't know how many minutes, but put up 13 points in not a whole game. So uh, she's staying. But I'm going to move Press, Fishlock, and Daly out of my top nine. And I'm gonna, yeah. And I'm going to put... Shame. Salmon in there because she's on fire and I think she's going to stay on fire um, because I think she's now got a coach and an offense that work for her. I'm going to put Weaver in there because in the last yeah. four games, yeah. she scored me 10, 32, 20, and 14 points. Yeah. Um, and I want to put Huerta in there even though you tell me I can't have any defense because I just think... Offensively. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> she's an offensive weapon. Even though we have she the same top right nine. Back. Can I go through just who's, mine? Who's, who's your top nine? Smith. Now? Yeah. Morgan. Pugh. Oh, this is my wrinkle. I put Rapino at number four. <laughs> I'm just so high on her right now. I look at her play, and I I, I, I just don't with, think she's going to play that many minutes. I don't consistently. know. 
I don't know. I think the international window is like. I think if over, she was, if if we could trust that she of. was, she was putting up eighty minutes a game, then yes, absolutely. She just did. No question. So we'll for see for two games. We'll see. It's way better than what it was because I drafted her and it was like sitting. I was just waiting. Um, or I have Ordonia in the top nine. Weaver, Sanchez, Rodman, Sam, and I have Hatch on the outside and Dabini on the outside. Yeah, I but, have Nadim, Haitama, and Ordonia on the outside. Nadim right there. I know she could put up 20 points but, in a game. You know, it's just recently. It's like two weeks. I know. You know? So we'll see. That's why I'm, she's not in my top nine. And Haitama, I think, is dangerous, but she's not there yet. And Ordonia's, we'll see how many looks she gets once their full roster's back. So you talked about Salmon. Yeah. Being in your top nine. Yeah. And daily not. So are you saying right now I should just, like, if uh, I am actually the owner of both in right. our fantasy league. But are you saying I should be more excited about being having salmon on my roster? Hell yeah! But do you think when that when Daly comes back because it's going to happen like next week? Do you think that that team's going to get better, or is it like have they clicked without her? Because I think I think they're going to get better. I think, I think it's the coaching better. that that made the difference. Okay, so I want to look at my roster, and I've got Pew who's in there. I've got Salmon who's in the top nine. And I've got Rapino and Dabinia who Rapino's in mind, Dabinia's on the outskirts. I think would Rapino would be maybe in your top thirteen or fourteen at this point, fifteen maybe. Um are you saying that maybe I should get rid of Daly for some other value value valuable pick? Like is Daly not even in the top your top fifteen or sixteen because you've been gone for too long? Or does or is your track record so good? Because for me, her track record is so good that just you come back and she's so involved you got to keep her in your roster. Right. But it's fantasy. And but you only keep have in a mind, there's another left. international break in September. Like, I know. She's going to be gone. I know. But like, is she going to get a solid month in here? Because this month right now is like, it's it. Yeah. Well, it's going to determine the year. Like, do I trade her? Like right now, for who, who would do you I be, think that you could get out of this top nine? That would be better than her. Uh, maybe I could get a hatch. Can I get hatch from you with that? Or you would probably wouldn't do that. I feel like that's six of one, half a dozen. Really think it's kind of the same deal? Yeah. Um, what if I wanted to get Trinity Rodman, <laughs> who I've been trying to get all year from Jason? Jason's not giving it. Yeah, I know. Him. I've He's tried all year. Uh, um, we, by the way, we did have a... I well, let's, talk about, let's talk about this Hatch thing here for a second. Yeah. What do you want to talk about Hatch? I, I, I'll talk about Hatch at the drop of a Hatch. <laughs> I just want to do this. Okay. I'm done being DJ. All right. What do we got? Um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm thinking. Well, let's I'm look thinking. at, well, you know, she did have a really fun stat line this week. So <laughs> what they had one game this week, no double, no double week for Hatch, but Hatch was listed on the injury report. So immediately you're like, I, you know, it's like, okay, I got a bencher. You know what I mean? Like, and then she shows up on, she shows up as a bench player, but then she comes in 64th minute scores um puts up like 13 points this week but she only played like 20 minutes yeah um i really think her and i was such a hatch supporter last year and i just didn't think she could double up like she wasn't going to be the golden boot but it didn't matter golden boot was down last year she it was like 10 or 11 to lead the league she could still get there this year and i actually thought she would go down i just i thought she performed at her highest and instead her game has been up. Like we've seen her get called up for the national team. I think she's matured as a player. Mm -hmm. I don't think she's just sticking out offensively. Who said that was going to happen? You did. That's right. Yeah. You should have started her this Thank weekend. Um, <laughs> Wasn't going to start her off the bench. 
So she'll be starting next week. Um, she's in your top nine. Yeah. Top nine player. Mm-hmm. Hatch. Uh, you want to talk about some other games? Let's do it. Um, I want to talk about. We do we want to talk about this L.A. Orlando game? Like, can we just like? Yeah, here's what I want to fucking talk about. Oh, we don't have a fucking bench. Our well, B squad is more like a D squad. So when we're ahead, and then the fucking coach starts putting people in in the 75th minute that are quote unquote fresh legs to close out the game, that's when we lose every fucking time because all that does is throw it wide open for whatever team, whether it's Orlando and they should be amazing, or, or I'm sorry, it's Oh Rain and they should be amazing, or it's Orlando and they should be shitty. Like, I'm so tired of seeing the team lose in the 90th minute. Like, they've for, done it like, a lot. Getting close. Tired legs for 10 more minutes, so much better than the D squad with fresh legs. Can we just stop with this? A lot of injuries. A lot of injuries. Yeah, but we're just giving up games in the last five minutes because we're subbing people in. It's dumb. Yeah. It's bad coaching. Um, I kind of wish they didn't schedule like, these friendlies. Can we just not do this? Yeah. For this week. Um, you know, young team, I'm going to be a little more glass half full with this team. They just don't know how to close. Uh, but it was disappointing because they lost or they tied Orlando, which no one, come on, you don't tie Orlando. Um, I don't know what else to say. And I, and fantasy wise, I really think both teams are kind of a, you got to prove to me that you got to have a player to pick, especially Orlando. Like it's no one. And, but right now, I don't think anyone on Angel City is playable week to week. No. Do you? No. 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 If it's an international break, there's hell talent. yeah. There's talent, but like... Best player in Angel City right now, fantasy-wise. I say McCaskill. No, she's just doing... She had one shot and one key pass today or something terrible like that. I'm just looking at her overall line when people were gone. And she had 11, 1, 2, 16, 8, and then whatever Yeah, that's she had no this, good. That's no know. good. It's completely inconsistent. But June Indo, I mean, that's pretty good. No, 12, I, 16, 3, 15, 4, 12, 12, 4. Yeah, it's still inconsistent. I mean, I, think, that, I think, you know, outside, honestly, like. Heritage, because she's getting action. Yeah. I mean, she's never going to get you a clean sheet, but she makes a whole bunch of great saves every game. She's not a top game. four goalie. That's the problem with that position, like, you know. That's the problem. And then LaRue has done nothing. Um, Press is hurt. That's why I think it's McCaskill because she plays the whole game. And I love I love Indo. Indo's on my team. And Claire Emsley, she's great and new, but she hasn't done enough yet. And I think it's just McCaskill just because it looks like she takes their free their their kicks. Like and so if you get a penalty in the box, it's McCaskill. So um it's been Ricaro recently. So uh but I don't think anyone's picking her up. But both teams, it's amazing. Like we were talking earlier that could you play the All-Stars of Portland and and field a, a, a legit fantasy I team? mean, I kind of did. Last uh, last week, my roster was, my starting roster was Moultrie, Weaver, Smith, Yasmin Ryan. That's four of my seven. That's, I actually, and I fielded the other three from OL Reign. I had Lavelle, Barnes, and PTJ. And it's not counting, you know, uh, Sinclair. Like, like that's the other one that you could have. Right. Hubley or Klingenberg, um, and of course Bixby. Right. So you could field an entire squad. You from could. The Portland I don't know if you're going to be. But that's a, that's crazy competitive. But my other my other thing was, are you going to be more competitive with an all OL Rain team or an all Portland Thorns team? And I think it's actually pretty close with PTJ getting those clean sheets. Not as much recently, but yeah, I, th- I mean you could have PTJ Huerta, Rapino, Lavelle, Rapino, Fishlock. 
Um, you could throw in a uh, cook. You know, you know their defense, you Fuerta. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yep. Maybe Heidema. Yep. They're just so stacked. You know, <laughs> that would be a fun. Maybe Tobin if she's starting to play more yeah, minutes. Yeah, that'd be that's a fun. That's a fun uh, or what? You know, on your nah, bench. She doesn't get enough minutes. Yeah, but it's fun. Those are the two stacked teams, fantasy wise. Like those, you want rain players or Portland players right now. Um, anything else stick out to you this week? Like I'm looking at some other final scores. Kansas City beating San Diego two to one. Woot woot. I mean, that's kind of cool. Kansas City came out on fire. CC Kaiser by right now is on fire. Assisted by Kristen Hamilton and Haley Mace came out. So they had a 2-0 lead. Um, and then Amir Ali scored late with McKenzie Doniak assisting. But Kansas City beat them 17-7 on shots. 6-1 shots on goal. Um, they're, they're, uh, they're, they actually didn't win the possession battle. But you know who's been down is Morgan. Like, she was dominating this league. And then... Not scoring, you know, is there value there? If you have Morgan, do you trade her? Like, I know you want to trade off a good week, but is this a point now where, is it, or is this overreaction to Morgan? I mean, where was she this week? She was here. She played. What am I looking at? I don't know what you're looking at. Oh, there we go. Yeah, there she, she is. She played. She just did nothing. No, she did nothing. She uh, uh, actually did no shots. Actually, zero points yeah. for Alex Morgan this Amazing. week. Yeah, so... You can't really trade her off of that, but is she? Is it tradable? Is it? I mean, can you get anything this late in the season for trading Alex Morgan? Like, if you wanted to get, how would you trade her? I mean, she's in our top nine, right? Yeah. Like, who are you going to get? That's. What if you wanted? Do you? What if you wanted to just do a swap for? I know I'm obsessed with Rodman, but is it just? Is that all like based on need for a fantasy team? Like, is that is that just whatever at that point? That yeah. trade, yeah, yeah. Her ceiling's just so high. She scares the shit out of me for a fantasy player. Like, you look at Pew and Smith, like, I'd much rather have them week to week. Pew, Smith, they're just always going to be in the teens if they, if yeah. they have a bad week. Yeah. But Morgan's no, going to score, like, one, two, and then 50. Yeah, no, you know? I agree. I'd rather have consistency in the double digits, like, low double digits than... Gotham was on the injury COVID, you know, crazy stuff this this week. They lost two to nothing to Chicago. Chicago just dominated that game. Nice rainy, sloppy game there. Um, we talked about Kansas City. Um, that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, really quick, do you think that um, CC Kaiser is the best player in Kansas City? Mm. To me, she is. I'd rather have her over Hamilton, Mace. Branch right now. I think CC Kaiser is an MVP, Kansas City. She's on she's really crazy on fire right now. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. And then we haven't I talked agree. enough about Louisville. Tough week, two ties. You know, coming through this week with the tie versus Washington and OL Rain. Um, I think they're really talented. Not even Deem is really starting to peak. Fox, you know, uh, who else is on that team that's on the national team? I mean, you've got former national team player McDonald. You've got potentially up-and-coming national team players, DeMello oh, Howell. Howell. Howell, yeah. Yeah, yeah DeMello. Yeah, they're just, man, I'm just excited about, I guess, a lot of teams in the league this year. <laughs> and I'm kind of down on, like, can we just get... 
can we just get rid of Orlando and, and the courage right now? It sucks because the courage <laughs> have won so many titles, but the whole thing with Jalen Daniels is really left sour taste in my mouth. And, um, seeing Orlando's crowd tonight, like, I don't know if it's their fault or the team's fault because like the fans came out for years and they, you just said earlier, like they dumped every, are they totally thing. yard sale? Cornea, Morgan, this year. Yeah. Harris. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And we've had internationals leave and they still get in there's I don't know. It just seems like the most boring place to watch a game right now is in Orlando. Well, there's like two people in there. Supporter section. I don't want to pull, I hate ripping the city out of it with a team, but <laughs> at least we have, at least we have the high ground for that. Even though we fucking tied them today, at least we sell out our stadium and the fans are there. Man screaming. going to a game in LA is so much fun. Yeah. Did you see uh, that San Diego is like, trying to break our record like that they've been promoting that oh that's the, the thing now that's it is like trying LA's to beat the 22,000 that's what they're all right trying to get. and it's uh september 17th that they're uh, i thought about going down there um i think there's something going on that weekend and there might be a boxing match <laughs> that i want to watch <laughs> but um is there anything else we need to go over i think we're good I oh i've got a, a quote from jason oh all right i asked for a quote because jason in our league was cellar dweller Won three weeks in a row. Looks like he lost to me this week, but he's saying uh, Jordan Heidema leaving PSG for Oil Rain was a godsend. It must have uh, bolstered the squad because we're cooking now. He's won three in a row until Jared found his luck via the waiver pool. Yeah, found his luck. Do you know what that is? Jason, hang on. That's research, studying, and knowing the league. That's what that is. But hey, this is back to Jason. But hey, you pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and get back out on the pitch. Genie, we're coming for you. That's Jason's quote. Oh, boy. So, Genie, um, gauntlet thrown. Yeah, update on our league. You know, not counting this week uh, is that Holly's at 10 and 3. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry. 9 and 3. Jared's at 6 and 6. Genie, 5 and 7. Jason, I'm doing the math here. 4 and. I don't know. God. Don't you have it on the summary no, it page? No, up, it updates. It updates with my current <laughs> current points. Sorry. Oh, okay. Um, yet Jason is... Either way. Holly's at 9. Whatever, and, I'm still winning Holly's by at, a lot. I, I That's feel all like you an need asshole. to know. Holly at 9 and 3. Jared at 6 and 6. But I think I stopped... I, I just need to... I mean, how do you... I, I know I'm blabbering. And I'm, I'm pretty sure I won again this week, too. Look at my roster. Fishlock, Pew, Salmon, Dabinia, Rapino, Pickett, Sheridan. How I cannot lose. Holly's and roster. <laughs> McEwen, Weaver, Smith, Little, Ravel, Barnes, PTJ. That's Jared's all day. Let's go. I don't think so. <laughs> Sophia Smith scored me 38 points. We play week. coming up this week. All by herself. If you're playing out there, reminder, the... Uh, the schedule this week starts early again on Wednesday. We've got some nice Wednesday football with Washington and Portland. Stars abound, so get your rosters in quick. Um, Houston, Louisville, Courage Current, Wave Pride, Rain Gotham, and Angel City, Chicago. Who do you, what are you liking from this year, this week's? I really like this Spirit Thorns game. I know you're going to be out of town, but we need to discuss this game when it goes down oh, yeah. how much fantasy talent is in that game there's like eight startable players in that game yeah that's gonna be a great one yeah um 
Honestly, I really like this Angel City in Chicago game. I just, I'm really intrigued mm. by it. I'm intrigued. We have no offense. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> okay. I think the dash in Louisville could we be a nice shootout. Could yeah. be, could turn could be to a shootout. Encourage current. Yeah, I'm interested in that game. Too. Yeah, I don't care about Wave and Pride. Nope. Two teams I dislike. Nope. That's all. Uh, that's it for Keepers. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for all the shout-outs on social. We had a very active Instagram this week, um, which was fun. We had some nice responses. So that's uh, at Keepers Podcast on Instagram. Our followers are growing. Check us out there. And then uh, we'll be back to probably a normal pod in like a week and a half. All right. This was fun. Nice Sunday, fun day pod. Later, everyone.